You are listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast by The Crossing on how to live into God's bigger story. Hi, welcome back to A Bigger Life. We're going to look today at something Jesus says in John chapter 10. Uh, it's one of these days right now where it's a beautiful, sunny fall day for me. My window's open. You're going to hear birds here and there. You might even hear cars drive by. I live in a neighborhood. And uh, it's one of these things where it has that mood of just beautiful day, beautiful weather. And you're just thinking outside. You're thinking just the beauty of God's creation. And it just got me thinking about a passage I talked about recently in a sermon called, Can You Imagine? A passage that Jesus talks in John 10 about his, who he is and who his followers are. And he uses imaginative words. It's like a poem. It's like the Psalms in the sense that almost all of it appeals to our imagination. Very little of it is giving us straight up information. It's imagination more than information. And it's a passage that I think we can go to. This is an example of using the New Testament or any narrative passage where something's happening imaginatively that we can use as a place to pray, pray scripture back to God, especially a lot of times the words in Jesus and the Gospel of John are that way. They're very illustrative. They're kind of transcendent. Jesus says in John chapter 10, I want to look at verse 10. Jesus is talking here about the, the metaphor of him being a shepherd and his followers being sheep. He says in verse 10, the thief, he's talking about when 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 a shepherd watches over the sheep, he's guarding against wolves, he's guarding against thieves. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they, the, the sheep, may have life and have it to the full. Or another translation, the New American Standard says, have it abundantly. It's translating the Greek word that just means having a, a full, having it to the full, having it abundantly. So it's kind of both translations work, really. What Jesus is saying there is that he is the only one. Every every other influence in our life ultimately is a dead end. It's, it's, it's going to kill. It's going to steal. It's going to destroy the life that God intends for us to have, the, the, the fullness of life, the flourishingness of life, the joy of life, the blue sky weather, the beautiful weather, the birds, the fulfillment of flourishing in God's creation is only found, Jesus says, it's only found in him. Everything else is ultimately going to kill and steal and destroy. He says in the next verse, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. What Jesus is saying is, I am the only one who loves the sheep in a way, and this is kind of a, it's a weird thing to say because really what shepherd would give his life for the sheep? Jesus is using such exaggerative terms to show his love for us, that he's like a shepherd that would die for his sheep. He's a shepherd that has come to lay down his life, voluntarily give his life in suffering so that we can have life to the full. He's giving his life for sheep. We're his sheep so that we can come into this abundant life. Now, this is imaginative language. The shepherd laying down his life for the sheep. He says in verse 14, I am the good shepherd. Repeats it again. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. 
just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. What Jesus is saying here is Jesus has this relationship, this eternal relationship with the Father that has been perfect knowledge, perfect love, perfect oneness. I know the Father, the Father knows me, and I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Now, I think he's talking here not just about the present, but about the future. There'll be a time when we are, it's true of us positionally now that we are in Christ. He'll pray this more in John chapter 17, that there's a oneness where we are one with Christ the same way he is one with the Father, and there's a oneness there that's mysterious, and it's a oneness that is very imaginative. We, it's, it's, it's not something we can just grab by information. It's something that we have to imagine. And that's what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about us being in him and him being in the Father and the Father being one with him and therefore one with us. And so I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. This is a knowledge that's relational. It's not just knowing about. It's a relational oneness. My sheep know me I know my sheep just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. Jesus is using very imaginative, illustrative, kind of transcendent language here to describe why he came. He came to lay down his life for the sheep. He came down to earth. He came to earth in the person of Jesus. Came human. God became human in the person of Jesus. And he came for his sheep. He came because he has this love for the sheep that compels him to sacrifice his life for the sheep because he knows the sheep. And the point is, is that the sheep would know him just as he knows the father and the father knows him. Verse 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Again, he's talking here about a knowledge that's deeper than just I know about. It's a knowing relationally. I know my sheep, my sheep know me, and they listen to my voice. He's obviously using the metaphor of a shepherd who calls his sheep, his sheep follow. They know that he's the shepherd, and so they follow him. He says in verse 28, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Now, he's just using language here that's imaginative. It's, it's, it's something that brings out some transcendent reality, that Jesus and the Father are one. Jesus became human in the person of Jesus because he came for his sheep, so that the sheep and the good shepherd would be one, and that we would have a oneness with the Father as Jesus has a oneness with the Father. My sheep listen to my voice I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and no one can snatch them out of my hand or my Father's hand. What Jesus is talking about here is a security that's eternal, a relationship that is secure, a security that is eternal, a oneness that is eternal, and it begins now as we follow the words of Jesus and we obey him as our good shepherd. We're trusting that he is our good shepherd. The key is when, when you're reading a passage like this, it's just so full of poetic language. It's so full of imaginative, illustrative, transcendent meaning. Things are not always straightforward. Jesus is not really talking about sheep. 
Uh, I mean, he is, but he, he's using it as a metaphor. He, he's using it as a picture of his relationship with his followers, those who follow his voice. And the whole point of that, what the, what the, what the end goal is, the reason why Jesus was born, the reason why God became human flesh in the person of Jesus was to bring his people into his kingdom forever and give them eternal life of joy and fulfillment because of a oneness with him that's forever, that's a security, that is a relationship of love and a togetherness. And Jesus is illustrating that. He's using poetic language. He's using imaginative language so that we can imagine this relationship with him, that he is our good shepherd and we are the ones he loves. We are the ones he lays down his life for. We are the ones that he holds so tight and he will not let any thief snatch from our hand. Every other voice we would follow would be to kill and to steal and destroy us. The only voice that we would follow that brings life, abundant life, eternal life, eternal security, because of a oneness that we were created to have with our creator, the only voice to follow is Jesus as the good shepherd. There's so much here just to meditate on. There's so much here to pray through. So let's take some time now and try our best. To be honest with you, this is the first time I've ever really prayed through this passage. So I'm going to do it for the first time here together with you. Try to lead us through a time of how we might take a passage like this and use it for a time of prayer as we pray scripture through the voice of Jesus, following the voice of Jesus in our own prayer. And let's do that now. Lord Jesus, you are my good shepherd. You are good. Your will for me is good because you loved me enough to become human, to live on this earth because you are human forever. You laid down your life on the cross. You suffered death on the cross to take the judgment of God for my sin, to break through the other side of death, to bring life through resurrection so that I could be with you forever, be in your relationship with the Father, be in our relationship, a oneness with the Father, a oneness with the Son, a oneness with the Holy Spirit. I don't understand all that. I don't know how the Trinity works. I just know that God is my Father and that Jesus is my Good Shepherd. God is my Good Shepherd because Jesus and the Father are one. They're not the same, but they're one. They are distinct, but they are the same essence. I don't understand all that. I can't begin to understand all that. It's like an ant trying to understand the internet. But I can understand enough to know that you love me enough that you came to lay down your life for me. You love me enough. You hold me in your hand because you love me and want me to be with you forever, to be secure in my relationship with you forever. And so I look to you, Jesus, as my good shepherd, even in times I don't understand, times that seem random, things that happen to me that are not my will, maybe a health issue or something happens to me financially or something happens in my job or my work or something happens to me relationally or something happens in my family, something happens to someone I love, something happens 
that brings pain, it brings difficulty, it brings suffering. I know that you and you alone are my good shepherd. Every other voice is trying to kill and steal and destroy. There is an evil one that you warn us about who's always trying to kill and steal and destroy. You alone are the good shepherd. You alone have the voice to follow that leads to life, leads to not just life, but life that's abundant, life that's full, and life that is eternal, eternal life with a capital L. That is why you came and you're the only voice to follow to get there. Jesus, I trust you as my good shepherd. You are my good leader. You are the good voice to follow. You are the good king, the good Lord that I follow. I trust you with my life. I trust your will with my life. Your will is good because you are my good shepherd. Your will is security forever. Your will is joy forever. Your will is life forever. Everything else is a dead end. I give thanks to you, Father, because you care enough about me to send your son. You care enough about me to give me to Jesus as a follower, to give me faith in Jesus to follow his voice, to give me faith in Jesus as my good shepherd so that I trust him. I give thanks to you, Father, that you have loved me before you ever even created me and you want me with you forever. I don't understand how all this works but I know that the words of Jesus are true and that you want me with you forever and you hold me in your hand and you will never let me go. Your will is life. Your will is joy. Your will is abundant life. Your will is eternal security. And I can trust you. I don't have to understand all things any more than a sheep has to understand where the shepherd is leading and why. I can just follow, I can trust, I can obey because I know there is no other voice that leads to life. There is no other voice that leads to joy. There is no other voice that makes me secure forever other than the voice of Jesus as my good shepherd. So I follow the voice of Jesus. You are the good shepherd and you know me, and you want me to know you. You give me knowledge of you because you love me and your Holy Spirit lives in me. I give praise to you, I give thanks to you that you have enabled me to know you enough to be praying right now, to know you enough to want to follow you, to know you enough to trust you as my good shepherd, not perfectly, I want to perfectly. And I give thanks to you that even in the Lord's prayer, you give me the chance to say, forgive me of my sins because I know I sin against you. Forgive me of the ways I haven't followed you. Forgive me for the ways I don't follow you. Forgive me for my stupidity like a dumb sheep who doesn't understand the goodness and the intelligence and the wisdom and the love and the guidance of his good shepherd. Forgive me for not understanding you as my good shepherd. Forgive me for not understanding the oneness with the Father that you want to bring me into, that you came to lay down your life to bring me into forever. 
Forgive me for the ways that I followed another voice that in some way has stolen or killed or destroyed your will for me. But thank you that Jesus is more powerful than the thief. Jesus is the good shepherd who protects me ultimately from the thief. I want to follow the voice of my good shepherd. Thank you, Jesus, that you came for me. Thank you that you pursued me. Thank you that you speak to me. Thank you that you know me. You really know me, eternally know me, fully know me. You know me better than I know myself, and yet you still want me to be with you forever. You know everything about me, and yet you want me to be one with you, to be with you, to experience your life, your abundant life, to be with you forever, to be in your grip forever, and nothing will snatch me out of your hand. So I rest, I rest secure. I rest secure in your love for me. I rest secure in your goodness, in your will for me. I rest secure that you are my shepherd leading me and guiding me. I rest secure in your grip, and nothing can snatch me out of your grip. I rest secure in your sacrificial love for me, for me, that you died for me. When you died, I was on your mind. When you died, you died because you know me. You know me as I truly am, and you know your plans for me. You know your plan for me to give me life to the full in your kingdom forever, in your grip forever, in oneness with you forever. You are my Father, Heavenly Father, and I trust you. You are my good shepherd, Lord Jesus, and I follow you. And I give thanks to you that I am one with the Father and one with Jesus forever and one with your community as you pray in John 17. There's a oneness that I have no idea and yet will fulfill every longing in my soul for transcendence, for belonging, for security, forever. And I pray... In Jesus' name, whose voice I follow as my good shepherd. Amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.